0: One year ago this week, it started. One year ago this Friday, the first real war in any of Europe since World War II. In this past year, after all the missiles launched, artillery shells fired, and infantry surges, the war in Ukraine grinds on. One year ago, Millions of Ukrainians forced to flee their homes as a Russian invasion began. Even the many who have made it back home, many have no home to return to, taking up residence with friends and family in western parts of the country. The war grinds on. It was one year ago when I was there broadcasting in those early days. Since then, we've kept contact with those who made it out alive, with refugees, with pastors and churches, with those providing relief. In that year... the death toll keeps rising on both sides the gospel has gained ground as when it started may i suggest you pray boldly give boldly welcome to haven today i'm charles morris sharing the great story that's all about jesus and on this monday we're beginning a new series called giving hope in ukraine if you're in the united states happy president's day if you're in canada Happy Family Day, or whatever your local province might be calling this holiday. Many are off on this Monday, enjoying time with family and friends. And by God's grace in both America and Canada, we have been blessed with relative peace inside our countries, which makes it hard to think about the wars going on around the world. From Myanmar and Southeast Asia to Ukraine and Eastern Europe, families are struggling to stay alive find food and shelter well today i want to turn our attention to the struggle in ukraine as we remember the invasion one year ago this week it appears russia is building up hundreds of thousands more troops and weapons on the ukrainian border again putin seems to like to make moves on historical dates could ukraine see a renewed offensive against them later this week well only the lord knows Today I want you to meet a Ukrainian couple I met in Israel on a trip there three years ago. I reconnected with them on my most recent trip to the Holy Land. They are not Jewish, but they are working there. And since the war began, they have not been able to go home. But their hearts are heavy for their homeland.
1: My brother's friend from childhood, he used to spend many hours in our home. He died uh, on the battlefield Hmm. uh, under Bakhmut, one of the hotspots now and he spent just two and a half months in the army he wasn't a military man so it hurts
0: that's ivanka sharing a story that many in ukraine sadly know too well death all around but i think you'll be encouraged to hear from her and her husband Alexei as they share about their hope in christ and their prayers for their country as well as for russia after the program, I want to give you an opportunity to give boldly to Ukrainian families who still need your help a year after the war began. $50 provides a box of food to a family, and it also includes God's Word in every box. We're raising funds exclusively for Mission Eurasia for a couple of reasons. First, they've been on the ground since before the war began. And they have in place the network needed to get food to those in need. And second, they're trustworthy. Like us, they're members of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. And remember, not a dime for Haven. We don't take a handling fee. Every dollar you send for Ukraine goes to Ukraine. So when you call or go online, you make it clear how much money you want for Mission Eurasia and what you want to send to Haven today. $50.00. Buys food for a week for a family of five. So give boldly, would you? Pray boldly. When you go online at haventoday.org, haventoday.org, or call us after this program at 865 Haven. 865 Haven. And now I ask you a great question, which is the title of our opening song by Matt Papa What is our hope in life?
2: our hope in life and death Christ alone Christ alone what is our only confidence that our souls to him belong who holds our days within his hand what comes apart from his command and what will keep us to the end, the love of Christ in which we stand. Can calm the troubled soul. God is good. God is good. Where is His grace and goodness known in our?
0: This is Haven Today, and it's a most unusual conversation. We're in Israel. We're in Tel Aviv. And I'm Charles Morris, and I want to introduce you to a couple that I met about three years ago, and I'm with them now in Tel Aviv, and they are from Ukraine. Uh, Their last name is Volkov, and uh, there is Ivanka. And uh, Ivanka, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you so much, Charles. It's a great joy and honor for us to be with you, to be talking with you.
0: I, I know it's not easy to have this conversation, but I think it's an important conversation. And let me introduce your husband. His name is Alexei. Alexi, welcome to the program. <laughs> Hi, Charles. Nice meeting (laughs) you again. They've been working on saying Charles properly, and I think they're very good. And if you can't tell, Ivanka's been an English teacher, and that's what she got her degree in. And uh, Alexei is a computer programmer, and he works in Tel Aviv for a software development company. Let's start with you, Ivanka. Mm -hmm. I first met you guys in church three years ago in Israel.
1: It's a long time ago. You're not
0: Jewish, are you?
1: No, we are pure Gentiles. <laughs> You're
0: pure Gentiles, Goyim, as they say, uh, and you have two little girls, right?
1: Right. Uh, they are 12 and 8 year old. And they uh, are very old.
0: sweet. I'll tell our audience. Uh, Thank you. Thank yes. you. Let's talk about your family history, your mm-hmm. story. I'm having you on, of course, because you are a follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. But um, tell me about what what are, what is your background? And uh, and and just share that with our listeners, and then and then we'll have Alexei tell his story too.
1: Thank you so much. It's a privilege to be able to tell my story. I'm just one human being in a big world, so it is a big privilege to have other people take their time to listen to my life story. Mm. Um, I was born in uh, Ukraine, uh, in western Ukraine. That's uh, mm-hmm. close to Poland and Belarus. Yes. And uh, I was born into a typical Orthodox family. Uh, so from childhood, I knew the Orthodox um, traditions. And uh, I was growing up as a child in the post um, Soviet Union world. I was born yeah. in 1985. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was just like six when the Soviet Union collapsed. Mm-hmm. And these were hard times uh, financially. My family also struggled. Uh, so uh, I know what mm. it's like to live with little. Mm. Uh, and uh, I know what it feels like to have no hope for the future mm. because mm. I never had hope of even going to university because I knew my family had no money for university. And my parents also got divorced. Uh, so... Um, when I was about 15, a friend invited me to a Christian youth club. It was from a Baptist church. But since my parents were divorced and busy with problems of life, they didn't mm. care that much that it was Baptist church, because at that time it was associated with some cult mm. in the post-Soviet Union. like The Baptist. Orthodox thought
0: it would be right a cult. Right. Yes.
1: Uh, but uh, there I met people who were radiant, uh, who had a purpose in life, young people, and um, people I wanted to be like, people I wanted to be with. And at first I would just really be happy to be with them. Mm-hmm. Over time I um, came to understand a bit more that I needed salvation. I remember a pastor asking me if I died and uh, would I be sure that I would be With God in eternity and not Mm -hmm. separated from God because of my sins under God's uh, wrath. And that really made me think. And uh, I remember that I was hesitant to come up front, like for a prayer of repentance in the church. Uh, But I remember the evening when I really cried out to God and uh, prayed and. Maybe even cried.
0: Mm.
1: What changed after that, well, I do not put my trust only in emotions, but what changed after that is I remember that I got a thirst to read God's Word. I remember staying up into the late hours of the night. I was still a high schooler at Mm the time, like 15, 16. And I would read through Revelation, Mm. and it was... Really drawing me into not just revelation, but I I knew that I had no hope for my future in myself, in my circumstances. But that was that was like the beginning.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. What a journey you've had. And now you're raising your daughters in the faith, and, and you and your husband together are both followers of Jesus. And with that in mind, why don't you pass the microphone over to Alexei? Of course. You've got a different story, Alexi. Uh, uh, even though you ended up in Ukraine, you mm-hmm. didn't start there, did you?
2: Yes. I was born in Russia, actually in the far east of Russia, somewhere next to China. So I'm joking. That some... sounds
0: like a cold winter.
2: It is. It is. Actually, when I was a few weeks old, I have got to uh, the hospital with the inflammation of my lungs. Mm, mm. Yeah. So my parents were afraid to, to, to lose me. Uh, if I
0: were your parent, I would have been afraid yeah. as a young baby to have lost you, right? Yeah, because they had oh. they
2: had a baby a year before me and they oh. lost it oh, after, I af, see. After, after she was born. Okay. So I was born there, but I don't remember this place because when I was three, my family moved to Ukraine. Uh, my father, he served in the Soviet Army. Mm-hmm. And it was... Two or three years be- before the Soviet Union collapsed, mm-hmm. my parents uh, they were not in good relationships with each other, mm-hmm. so they were about to divorce. Uh, I-, I still remember their like conflicts uh, mm-hmm. uh, they were not fighting, but it was like uh, loud conflicts. Mm. Uh, but then my mother somehow he found uh, Christians. He found a job in some charity a Christianish like charity organization, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, she met uh, believers there, and she uh, she met Jesus. Mm. Uh, she repented mm. and uh, uh, she was baptized, mm-hmm. and then uh, next year next year my father came to faith as well mm. and uh was also baptized and i remember this basically i would sum it up that jesus in this specific time just saved their marriage like mm. in, in the right time he saved their marriage mm. Mm. uh otherwise it would be a a, a, a broken home uh so i was six or seven when they became christians mm-hmm. and for me it was a nice time uh, also going to church every sunday uh uh playing lego in uh, sunday school <laughs> i didn't have lego at home so it was a nice place to play lego <laughs> though you had to learn uh bible verses and i was not really understanding why should i learn those uh, mm, I, you'd I, rather I,
0: play lego <laughs> I, yeah
2: i barely understand the meaning of those words <laughs> Why should I learn them? Um, and, and but 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 my parents they were at the beginning of their, I would say, uh, faith journey. So okay. after being in one church, they decided to move to another one, then to another to, to another one to another one. So when I was nine, and they were they were still like uh, looking for their own community, I was in a kid's summer camp. Mm-hmm and and i repented there though the motivation was kind of mixed but i believe it was a first uh, thoughtful step for me to, to jesus hmm. then then when i were growing older i remember next step when i was 13 i realized much deeper my yes. my my sinfulness and that i need a savior and we were praying and making some decisions then when i was 16 I had even more deeper mm. realization of, of 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 the gospel and of 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 God's heart. And when I was seventeen, I got baptized. Uh, so I can't tell a certain day and time when I got saved. Uh,
0: there are a lot of us that can't yes, tell you that. Yeah. Yes, but yeah. you knew at some point of I belong to Jesus. Of course, of course. Yes. yeah.
2: I believe it 's just a growing in faith
0: hey i 'm an old man i 'm still growing in my faith, like I told you earlier i'm 'm a recovering Pharisee, so oh we, we all, are. We all it, are it's incredible uh because especially you know to hear your story, alexi, and then we heard ivanka 's story of how the Lord speaks in another part of the world in a way many of our listeners, myself especially, would not even dream of understanding, but let's move the clock forward now. Uh, We won't go into all the details of why you're in Israel and not back in Ukraine, but the Lord spared you and your family from being there when the war broke out. It was some little disease named COVID. But um, I know because we've talked on the phone before we've met, right now your hearts are just heavy. Every single day, for what's going on back home, it's affected your family. It's affecting your friends. What are you? What What is your hope for your homeland, Ivanka?
1: Um, well, though we are physically in Israel now, and our little girls are here too, uh, emotionally we are very much in Ukraine. We have gotten a lot more gray hairs. <laughs> Over these past nine months. Mm-hmm. And it is very personal. A few weeks ago, um, my brother's friend from childhood, he used to spend many hours in our home. He died uh, on the battlefield mm-hmm. uh, under Bakhmut. It's one of the hotspots now. And he spent just two and a half months in the army. He wasn't a military man. So it hurts. Uh, it's very personal, and uh, we are praying for a miracle, for m- many miracles. Um, there have already been many miracles, because everyone was saying that our capital will fall within a few days after the invasion, and it's been a miracle what has happened.
0: Going on a year, and it's heavy winter. Yes. I think we should pray. The war in Ukraine almost a year going on, and it was supposed to only last a week. I think God's been at work, but I think there's more work for Christians to do. So why don't we pray? Lexi, would you right now lead us in prayer, please?
2: Dear God, you are the king of this world, and you are master of everything, and you are holding our lives and the the entire world in your hands. We're asking you please um, help Ukraine now. Please use this situation and this war in a way that something good might come out of this. We know there are already many good things and you're doing that and many things we don't know. But we're praying that more people will hear about you and will find you and they will they would realize their need for you especially in all the situation when their life is so fragile so they would Mm. find you Mm. you're that we're praying also for for your church in different countries in ukraine first of all and in other countries in europe and the states that it might use this opportunity to to serve more, to serve more people who is in the need, uh, physical or most of them in the spiritual. Um, please help our brothers and sisters to be uh, generous and sacrificial um, and to be real light and salt in this world. I really thank you for all those Christians that I see. They're just pouring their life uh, for the people around them and serving them uh, in all different ways, uh, feeding them, giving them food and uh, some place to sleep and uh, clothes and buying them things. And even some of the Christians are on the front lines. Uh, Thank you for your church and... Please give the church even more opportunities and desire to serve.
0: Mm. We pray this now in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, King Jesus, the Strong One. Amen. Amen. And I'm giving thanks for the time I have with the Volkovs. I so appreciated their hearts to pray for their loved ones, but also pray for their enemies. If you'd like to hear my full conversation with Ivanka and Alexei and learn more insights about their families and hear their testimonies, check out the Great Stories podcast. Well, I know this war raises many questions. I know war is the product of a fallen world, but why does it continue? Nevertheless, I also know Christians now have great opportunities to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Will you serve him with me? Will you pray boldly and give boldly? Mission Eurasia is uniquely placed for such a time as this in Ukraine with all the displaced people. They're connected to hundreds of Bible believing churches providing housing for refugees, but the need for food is overwhelming. But with every $50 you send, it'll feed a family of five for a week. How many families can you help feed And be the hands and feet of Jesus. And every box includes God's word in the Ukraine language. Just go to our website right now to give boldly, but then be sure and pray boldly at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Or call us at 800 65 Haven. 800 65 Haven. Every gift will be put into use quickly on the ground where it's needed most. Not a dime for Haven. Every dollar you send for Ukraine goes for Ukraine. Just tell us how much for Ukraine and how much you'd like to send for Haven Ministries as well. We'll make sure your intentions are honored. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me as we open this week together. Won't you come back again tomorrow? But again together, we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus. I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. There's an old nighttime prayer that parents used to teach their kids. It starts like this. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. So simple, yet profound. The most vulnerable time in anyone's life is when they're asleep. No defenses up, no awareness of what's going on, Yet Christians have a unique comfort. The Lord watches over us. Even more, Psalm 127 reminds us that the Lord actually gives sleep as a gift to his children. Sometimes the godliest thing any of us can do is to take a nap. The Lord himself grants sleep to his beloved, and his love guards their souls while they do so. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.